It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. <laughs> this is a bedtime podcast. Welcome to a podcast of two Boston comedians in New York. That's during a pandemic. It's not even like we can do stand-up. You're calling yourself a comedian now, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I don't have a... D- I was just telling you I don't do TikTok, and you're like, oh, I guess you're not the real deal anymore. I'm not a fucking internet comedian like you. Yeah, you got to adapt, baby. You got to make it make it happen. You're the fucking Jeffrey Tubin of <laughs> Zoom comedy. You're probably still on Facebook. You and my mom are the only people still <laughs> still using Facebook, I guess. But your mom and I are very frequently it. messaging each other <laughs> on Facebook, and she is going to come to one of my shows these days. <laughs> That's more than she could say for your shows. Yeah, she's never been to one of my shows. Would you be fine with your your family seeing your stand up? Uh, my 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 sisters have seen me, but um, no, my parents. I don't know. I don't know that I would want them to uh, to be a part of that. To have to. I sit mean, you have family friendly comedy. Like you're like the Brian Regan of the Boston scene. I'd like to. Maybe I maybe I'll get a family friendly set and I can do that in front of. Maybe I can do like a two minute set in front of them that they'd be okay with. But then it would probably go off the rails pretty quick. I really fucked up recently where I posted a bit about eating pussy on YouTube and I like scheduled it to post at six a.m. So okay. I know I host a self-help podcast, but yes, I still live with my mom. And so I was like, okay, I'll have this post at 6 a.m. so I can wake up and tell her not to watch it. Yeah. Which I should have just waited to tell her not to watch it and then post it. But she woke up and watched it. And then like, I had to open up the living room and I could just tell in her eye that she saw this bit about me eating pussy. Some awkward tension It was just an awkward... Yeah, it was... And... um. Thank you very, but yeah, that's that's why I don't think I want my family to see me do stand up. Then you just had to walk around the rest of the day with your mom knowing <laughs> that, that she raised a good son. So you she high fived me. <laughs> you were gonna say, "Hey, mom, way. I'm posting something on on the internet. Don't look at it and yeah. think that she's not gonna look at it." <laughs> I was, I hoped, <laughs> I hoped. Well, don't you feel that way, or do your parents just not know? How to even like work? Yeah, because if they Google their name, you're they're going to see that you joke about. Uh, let's all cover <laughs> yeah, all the good things: fucking children, uh, fat women. <laughs> fat, fat, women. fat women. I feel like that's a, that's okay, right? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> what else is there to joke about? Fucking kids and fat women. I mean, if you take those off the table, what is left? That's the name of your first album, right? <laughs> fat women and fucking children. Yeah, no, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother just passed away, but she used to. Um, she's on Instagram, and she would see my clips, and she would say uh, that she's not a big fan. She would say, "Hey, they're not not great." <laughs> they're not. And then she would say, uh, "You need." She's Italian, so she's like, "You need to be more like Sebastian." And uh, I was you like, are I don't the know. opposite That's not really of really my style. Yeah, she's like, "Well, fucking make it your style now, because <laughs> whatever you're doing now is not working." <laughs> and she probably has a pretty good point. So I got half a million hits on TikTok, Grandma. Yeah, what the fuck do you know, Grandma? Yeah, well, <laughs> Middle schoolers love me. So 
<laughs> Maybe you're not my demo. <laughs> that is great that you can get a middle school audience on TikTok because you're not allowed to be around them in real life. Right, but it's a way to kind of uh, what is it? Dog, dog whistle towards them, so they can they can I can still speak to them through TikTok. The parents, it's like tricks. Like the parents can't see it, but like the kids can. Exactly, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a noise that, that like adults can't can't really hear because they're not on TikTok, and if they are on TikTok, then they look like a pedophile. So. <laughs> It's basically my, a safe space. My grandma also has an Instagram, and she's like, "I'm happy you're doing well, but like, I can't watch the clips because they'll upset. Like, it, like, it's just the language. Like, it's yeah. just me saying fuck. Like, that's what she can't handle. And I don't think she's listened to the rest of the podcast because no. there's a lot worse than me just saying fuck. <laughs> I like the sound effects. I uh, like rap hoodies." Yeah, I've noticed that about you. <laughs> yeah, it's exclusive. It's, That's it's, uh, it's, your personality. It's, it's, rap hoodies. It's my only personality <laughs> trait is I wear rap hoodies. And older women, I think, is becoming one too, right? That I uh, that I like older women yeah. like me. Yeah, they like you. They can tell that I'm a hurt young bird. Yeah. <laughs> like I let mean, me let course. me think, put you under my wing. I think and the rap hoodie signals that too. It, <laughs> it also shouts out. <laughs> They're like I this. Did not have a great childhood. Excuse <laughs> me, I'm sorry I don't dress like a fucking gap model or no more, <laughs> you're like an you came in here, I thought you were gonna have a skateboard. You look like you just got out of your shift at Urban Outfitters. I'm New York, man. I'm trying to fit in here and trying to be a cool, cool you're gonna, looking deliver DoorDash on a fuck. skateboard? Uh, I wish. <laughs> I wish DoorDash would let me work for them. Uh, so back to my fucking hoodie. My grandma once saw one and wrote me a letter, a handwritten letter, Okay. about how disappointed she was that I was wearing ra- a wrap hoodie. What was she? I think that's like one of the least disappointing things about you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we gotta list this from an outsider's view. <laughs> Top three. It's at least five, I'd say. Yeah. Why was she so upset about it? Is she not, she she doesn't it, like it rap said, music. It said fuck on the sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I can I can kind of see. My mom what she's bought saying. it for her daughter. Bought it for me. Though. Really? Her her daughter just likes fucking dressing you up like a. Like a doll, just seeing what she can get away with, and then yeah. sending you out into the world. She used. Like, hey. I used to dress up as Robert E. Lee as a kid. <laughs> they would. There's pictures of me uh, as a youngin dressed up as Robert E. Lee. That makes sense that they don't like rap music then. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, it all. Uh, it all fits together then. So. So you decide to move to New York mm. as a comedian, like you wish during- you could. <laughs> I have a couch to sleep on. <laughs> Excuse me. You were sleeping on a couch in fucking Boston. At least I'm I've sleeping been sleeping on a lot of couches lately. Are you just trying? You like you saw crashing, and you're like, you gotta really slum it if you want to be if you want to be successful. You gotta have some sort of uh, rock bottom story, and I'm still trying to find my rock bottom. So <laughs> just sleeping on all the couches I can. You just got to start shooting up heroin. That's always something that I've... Uh, uh, Bulger, <laughs> Bulger's always said that. He's like, as long as you're not on pills and doing heroin, you're better than you're doing better than a lot of people. So if you look at it like that, the bar is pretty low as far as I mean, I have success. to take Claritin every day, so you're doing better than me. <laughs> yeah, you're just not 
not supposed to be here. I have to take Propecia and Claritin every day. You don't <laughs> have to take Propecia. You could just shave your head. That's true. But I feel you know, like I have a very... I don't even like how I look in a hat, so I know I have a very like thin face. Yeah. Like I think my hair was kind of like your... Not as uh, as curly... But my hair was like yours, and I had the I had the hairline that started going back, and I tried to salvage it for a while. And then I did was you do? Like, uh, my dad sat me down on Christmas Eve. Said you look like shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dad sat me down on Christmas Eve and was like, "We have to have a serious talk." Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what's that? And he's like, I'm bringing you to the hair doctor to talk about implants. Really? <laughs> like, my dad, like, like I felt like a stripper in Vegas. Like, he was like my pimp. Like, he's like, you got to get bigger tits. Like, yeah, this broad. Like, he's like, you got to fix your hair. Like, no one's going to want to fuck you like that. No one's going to want to fuck Bald Sam Buck. Really? That's intense. When when was this? When you were like Christmas 16? Eve. <laughs> this, was this. this was this Christmas Eve. Yeah, this was like last week. Jesus. <laughs> He's like, we'll figure out a way, but you should do it. And I've real before that, I was kind of like, I'm never gonna have hair surgery. No, but then but once your dad sits you down seriously and is like, you got to do this, it changes your mind a little bit. Yeah, once people start pointing it out to you, because you think like <laughs> nobody else notices it, but then that would happen to me all the time. People would be like, wow, you, you really don't have any fucking hair, huh? I'd be like, oh, I didn't think anybody could even tell. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> when did you start you losing kinda, your kinda hair? You admit it to yourself. Um, I don't know. Probably like twenty, late 20s, maybe. See, I'm in my early twenties. I'm fucking. Mine could have been that early, but maybe I just didn't. I didn't want to face the facts. But it kind of works on you, though. Like you work with the no hair. You're sitting way too close for that for you to uh, (laughs) be talking to me that that way. (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners, I just pulled a fantastic move while you're drinking your fucking. Bone broth. Bone broth. Yeah. No, that uh, that was good. Yeah. I mean, once you once you start doing it, you kind of uh, the lifestyle uh, just finds you. You know, you just become a shaved head kind of guy. You start doing. You run. Uh yeah. I'll I'll jog once in a while. Were you are you a healthy guy? Oh, you're drinking bone broth. Yeah, I try to I try to be uh, healthy. I'm, I mean, I forget to eat a lot, so I think that's that's kind of what helps me stay in shape. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just get uh, I just get bored with uh, with eating sometimes. So I just don't like so if there's something it? else going on. I'd rather do that than like I understand that sit down and eat. People get upset. When I'm I say the that. opposite problem. Like I, yeah, I, feel I like everybody ha- does. <laughs> <laughs> I like I can just eat everything, mm. and I have to like train myself to just like not eat at all. But then that's not good because then I just like don't feel good. Yeah. But then but I I do like running and I feel like the more I'm losing my hair, mm. the more healthy I try to get. You got to you got to overcompensate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like look at there's you can't be fat and bald. No, it's like it's being, one or the it's other. It's like being fat and short, too. Yeah, it's like having short, a so. flat ass and no tits. <laughs> yeah, Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> <Ladies>. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just lost 
<laughs> all two of my female. Uh, so I don't know if this is true. And my mother's not going to listen to this anymore. <laughs> you, you're TikTok famous, so you might be able to describe yeah. Ani. Actually, you might on Instagram. It says a hundred percent of my audience is male. <laughs> There's no way that's true. What does it mean by audience? <laughs> people that care about you? People that engage? Yeah, that's act. My mom is my number one <laughs> follower on Facebook. Maybe she di- she doesn't identify as it. Maybe people don't identify as females on Instagram. Okay. You. <laughs> is your mom single? My mom? Yeah. No, uh, you'd have to talk to her about it. <laughs> I mean, she won't tell me. We've. <laughs> I told you we've been in contact on Facebook. <laughs> this. Is, I'm not asking for. I'm asking for a serious. This is a serious question. Yeah. So my mom is single. Oh. And nice. I. <laughs> I think they. Oh, my get. mom's not single. My mom's. <laughs> a, my mom and my dad have. I think forty years they've been together. Something they're ba- like They're that. together, and you're a comedian. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. Right? That is fucked up. Need them to fucking split up already. <laughs> you need to break up your parents. You know how boring Christmas is when you just get one, one <laughs> Christmas? You just got to start sneaking panties into your parents' house. Just used to panties. Yeah, I exactly. feel like at this point they've just been together so long that wouldn't even... I feel like it'd be too much work to try to split up now, you know? The, do you think that... Ki- what are they going to do with the kids? Like... Divvy up the kids You're going to live with dad You're like I'm 36 I'm living on my own Go live with dad I don't want you This asshole won't pay child support Yeah that's always weird When you get divorced later Later in life You gotta just do it early Right like who are Do you think they should just stick it out If like you're in a bad marriage And you're in your 50s Or 60s or seventies, yeah. just or, stick it out. Or do you think you should try for, try for real love? No, maybe not try for real love, and maybe maybe just uh, just like split up, but don't tell anybody. You know, like get together <laughs> on holidays and stuff. And, <laughs> like don't tell the kids. Be civil, yeah. But otherwise, just live your life. Well, then like we, you're single. I don't get why like nursing homes are known for being fuck houses. Hmm. And I can say this from firsthand experience. <laughs> I'm just, I've never, I've never fucked at a. Especially <laughs> now. Why don't old people just be, like, have open relationships? They just, like, fuck everyone. I mean, they might, they might just not even know they're in an open relationship. <laughs> they might, might forget. Like, not realize it. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, that could. I think a lot of old men who held in homosexual thoughts are very... Like, there's a lot of gay old men. Why are you looking at me when you say that? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I wanted to have you on my podcast, to talk about this uptick. This is when I come out on this podcast. (laughs) Nobody knows about it. You're the Todd Glass and I'm the Mark Maron. (laughs) Why is that what he did? Yeah, that's what Todd, Todd Glass came out on Mark Mark Maron's really? podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you come out and nobody hears it, did you really even come out? <laughs> well, maybe this is the spot to do it. <laughs> that's no, why there's I'm no joking. gay kids to deaf parents. Exactly, because they tried to. <laughs> they tried to, but it just never worked. Yeah, or they just pretended to not hear. It. Every time they just like what? <laughs> the, the parents just played oblivious. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but no, what were you? Uh, I don't oh, even. The old people home. Oh, oh, you know about how much they fucking old. Oh yeah, but just like old people should just be like open. They shouldn't be angry to like it be in a shitty marriage. Just like mm. fuck, fuck another old uh, old couple. We should we should be getting okay. Bucked up is sponsoring some old people orgies, old people swinger parties. Yeah, man. I don't know. Or people whose like husbands die early on. Like my grandmother, her husband died. I want to say like forty years ago. I don't think she ever, never like remarried or never. I don't even know if she even dated anybody. That's how my mom is, and it's this crazy. is why I was asking if your mom was single. What do you think? For you, is- she probably would be. You know, <laughs> for, for the average man. <laughs> with, with a good head of hair, I think she'd be. So what do you think is worse? This is a serious podcast, Chris Kinback. And that's the first time I've said your name. (laughs) This is the intro. (laughs) Great comic. Now people are going to know. Exactly. This is supposed to be anonymous. (laughs) Okay, start recording now. (laughs) What is worse? What my mom and your grandma did, never date again. Yeah. Or your mom just like... Slaying. Just slaying. Yeah, just slaying. <laughs> I feel like those are the two, the ends of the spectrum. I think, I think you gotta just slay. You know, at that, you do like, you fuck one of your kids' friends and just let it be known that <laughs> hey, I don't give a fuck. You know, you would get used to it. You <laughs> Have you whatever. ever fucked one of your friends' moms? No. I was told by <laughs> not yet. <laughs> We, there was someone who we were at a, we were at an open mic with and this girl, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we're at an open mic together Mm -hmm. and this girl left her boyfriend Mm. to go blow another dude in a car and then come back and sit down and finish the date with her boyfriend. That's a great fucking girlfriend. And during... Was it during the pandemic? It was. It was, yeah. This when was people, when people needed it most. She was there. She was a big fan of your comedy. That's an essential worker. Um, your cock and your comedy. It's not my cocks. <laughs> I don't know. That but. sounded weird. I didn't like that. <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> I don't know. I think that was the most prolific thing you've said today. Um, <laughs> she did. Do you remember? Were you there at that original night, or were you just like? I just heard stories about it, and, and then, then and then that made me fall in love with her. I think once I heard that story, I was like, "Like this, this is the one." Sounds fucking awesome. And then she broke your heart, and you moved to New York. Yeah, and I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> it was too uh, too emotional. I so. think that is crazy, though. Like all for whatever you want to do, mm. but this girl. God went, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Went to the back of the room, saw a hot guy, was like, let me go. Can you come in my hair is what she said. They went, hooked up in his car. She Mm. came back, kissed her boyfriend on the head, and sat back down. He's none the while. He had no idea. Well, now he's (laughs) probably. (laughs) I'm gonna cut this <laughs> clip it uh, but that is great like that's that's some wild shit I mean 
That's the beauty, man. You can do whatever you <laughs> That's want. Love. That's love. Yeah. That's love. When you're a girl, you can do whatever you can do whatever the hell you want. You know? You that's how that's that's how like some Lorena Bobbitt shit happens. How you get your dick cut off is like if you like got up from a date with your girlfriend, just fucking slobbed on some poon in the back of a car and came back kissed her on your head and she was like we're not at legal seafood and then <laughs> next thing you know your dick's cut off in bed yeah for sure man that's uh happens all the time i can totally <laughs> totally see that happening i mean you'd have to be pretty fucking smooth to pull that off so maybe she'd just appreciate the fact how how cool you are if you could pull that off i feel like that's something you could do Oh, that's uh, giving me a lot of credit. But um, were you ever were you ever slick? I know you're slick now. I mean, compared to you, probably pretty. <laughs> I have my own. I have my own charm. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that brought you up as like the? I think it was someone out of skew. Was like this guy's the ultimate ladies man, and then they brought you up. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I heard Windsong, shout out Windsong, has this idea that I just slay <laughs> pussy. And I. D- you don't stop. I mean, if someone te- if someone says that about you, you can't like, be like, no, 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 it's not true. You got to just be like, exactly. that's what yeah. people think. Mm-hmm. Then fucking great. You it's kind of like being called a racist. Yeah, just be like, yeah, just yes, like, this I is who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hood. Let yeah. me, let me suit my intention, up. But- I'm gonna be canceled for this podcast, and I'm the one saying shit. If you you that should would be good for your career, maybe you know? <laughs> it wasn't really good canceled. for yours. That's the best thing that happened in my in my career. <laughs> so did that, that was the only thing that's happened in my career so far. <laughs> <laughs> when people hear about that, they're like, "Oh shit!" That was did you. that did that help you in any way? Like, did you get any sort of it was bump? Cool for like a day. People knew about it. So, uh, for people listening, you were kicked off stage. Not even kicked off stage. I got to finish my oh. set. Someone just wasn't happy with your stand-up? Yeah. I mean, whoever is. Can you blame her? Those people aren't happy with how this no, podcast is going right now. <laughs> dis- <laughs> Mom, you here. came to New York? <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to be... No, you were, from the first time I saw you, you were one of my favorite stand-ups in the scene. Oh, thanks, man. Of course, because you... um, Everyone should check out Chris Gimback's stand-up, but you are like... TikTok. You're the opposite of me, and don't you dare say funny, because you're better than no, that. No, I would never. Just, just like good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're very like low energy and calm, but you keep the audience's attention. Mm. Well, I feel like I am very like, look at me. I need to like be like energetic. Yeah. Well. You said your parents were divorced? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Pi- I don't even need to do this podcast anymore. It's over. We're done. <laughs> were you always that way on stage, though? Were you always uh, um, cool, calm, and collected? No, I think I was just very nervous. And uh, Were you always a one-liner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always dark? I- um, the I reason he w- didn't the the show didn't go well is because he makes some co- uh, jokes that some people aren't always happy with. Yeah, 
A little too rapey, I guess. <laughs> not some, the jokes, his vibe. <laughs> his, his jokes yeah, are... Yeah, nothing real. joking about that, but they just guess the vibe they got from me, so they had to end the show. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I, I took a class one time, and in the class they just like taught you how to write one-liner jokes, and then I did that for a... Uh, for a while and i think i was just too scared of like being in the the silence when there's like long pauses so mm-hmm. i would just always try to get to the joke fastest and um yeah then that's how it uh did you ever that's tell the style i like yeah you never tried to tell stories no you're a man of I'd mystery like, like i don't know much about no i don't know much about you i don't know much about me either <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> is there much there may be not much to know yeah i don't know that or is. it's some dexter shit <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> that would be cool i'd have and some material <laughs> yeah but that would be a good a good show if there was like a comic like a jeselnik or something who was also a serial killer but was like joking about serial killing mm. you know do you th- i feel like that happened that must have not not for mur- like Cos that Cosby's the like that like, he was like clean and telling people not to do dirty shit and right then, like, yeah, and then he was doing it but what if somebody was going up talking about oh uh, serial yeah and then and doing killing. it on that's true Everybody I mean cool. isn't that what rap music is mm. it's like you're literally talking just like talking about it. yeah you're like talk like there's this rapper Y N W Melly I don't know how up you are on the rap world no, you look like you listen to fucking like death cab for cutie <laughs> while, <laughs> cry, while fucking autumn leaves fall behind you on your longboard big dave but, matthews guy are you no <laughs> <laughs> you listen to npr only <laughs> a big terry gross fan over here but oh, what the what was i talking about what? wow something exciting i was in the middle of some story <laughs> It's not a, It's oh, not you even telling a, a story. Uh, serial <laughs> killing. Serial oh, killing. Oh, Cosby. Oh, oh. rappers. Y&W. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> Thank you. This is. This is why we need one person in the room to who not doesn't. Be <laughs> exactly, because I'm. I'm gonna go on a little tangent. Remember Y and W Melly for me. I would be freaked out if I was stoned here looking at my. I hate looking at myself because I'm an ugly fuck. Mm, I can but see that. <laughs> I would. I would hate it too. I hate, I hate looking at you too. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> no, you look good. Uh, but I. I feel like I'm good. People who listen to this podcast, I'm really good at like I can keep a conversation going until I get to a point where then I just lose it all. Like, and that's where the weed fucks me up. And then you're like, where, what, what did I even? What, like, what? And I don't edit the podcast, so they just realize that I'm an idiot and can't keep a conversation. Back to Y and W Melly, he had a song called "Murder on His Mind" about murdering his best friend, and Mm -hmm. then within three months of that song coming out, he was in prison for life for murdering his best friend. Really? And that song went number one on the charts. No shit. After or before he... Before. So he literally... The song went number one and then he went... It happened and he had a... Yeah. What did he kill him for? Just to... Just for the clout? Yeah, he literally would rap about like, I just kill people for the fun of it and like he... That's literally what he did. Yeah, he can only get away with that for so long. So, uh, we actually are here to talk about because that's what you would do with your comedy, right? Mm. <laughs> Uh yeah, that'd be pretty uh pretty fucking badass. If you <laughs> no, but 
You didn't. You just stuck with the one line. Does that like when shit like that happens, where you're uh, you get in in trouble for a show? Oh, am I in trouble? Are you in? Tr- <laughs> That's what I think. Of. Okay, tell me if you think about this. Like when you were in school, getting in trouble. Like when you were mm-hmm. a kid and you got in trouble, it felt like the like the biggest deal, or like you were late for assignment, whatever. That seemed like like a crushing thing. Nothing in the real world is like that scary. I feel like them being yeah. like having a late assignment, like be- in school, like they fucking scared you over like non important shit i right. feel like louis has a bit about that I god think. damn it yeah i was gonna say you should do a bit about it <laughs> see, if it's, uh, see if anybody calls you out but yeah it's th- it's like when you get to be an adult and someone's like oh you're gonna get in trouble it's like oh am i in trouble <laughs> oh, oh no like i don't give a shit <laughs> did that make you like your shit more or did it make you be like oh, do i need to change my jokes yeah i don't know i think i've i at the time, I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't want like family to be like, what was like asking me about it and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to like put my name to it and stuff, and like really, I I don't really care that much about the joke. So if someone's like, if I have to like stand up and defend it, it's like I don't really, you like care I'll just, that much about yeah. it. I just won't, I just won't do it in front of that particular person. So, but. Is yeah, no, I'd I'd like to just be able to do do that kind of stuff and um yeah, not have to uh not be such a pussy about it, you know. <laughs> is that like a problem with you like putting yourself out there? Is are you nervous to like have a name behind your bits? Um, I guess less less now, the more like confident I get in it. But in the beginning when it's like maybe this is too much of a too offensive mm-hmm. or maybe this is too over the top, you don't really know early on. Yeah. So I think it, it was still kind of in that phase, but now I think if it happened, I would have like a better gauge on it and be like, it's not a, it's not an offensive joke, and if it is, and if if you are offended by it, like you're just being a fucking wacko. Like that lady was was just like looking for shit to get offended by. So it's like if you're looking to get offended by stuff, then can't really help you. That happened to me at a show when I was early on. I did a joke and uh, about um. I was dating a Puerto Rican at the time, and I had a How joke about. <laughs> don't tell my I parents. I hope that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a joke about dating a Puerto Rican, and a Puerto mm-hmm. Rican woman got really mad and like screamed and made a big scene at the bar and stormed out. Mm. And then there was a black guy who was like, didn't know me, wasn't part of the situation, but like went out after her to be like, try to like be like listen he didn't have anything and she called him the n-word jesus <laughs> and literally st- so it, it's that thing where some of these people do just like to be mad mm. now i brought a girl to a show that i knew you go with chicks again man. you can't stop <laughs> <laughs> i brought a girl to i like how i did this like all cool like, yeah, no you know, just a women, friend right? and i brought her to a show and mm. i knew she gets offended easily and she really got offended at one of my jokes and like wrote me a whole thing about like I thought you were funnier than that and all this that is a shit. Date, a date that you wrote to the show? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, and she waited till I like left town to send it to me. Jesus. Yeah, and then that it's like it feels weird. It doesn't feel good when that happens. Right. You know what I mean? It does. But also, it's kind of like I know that I'm not trying to be hurtful with my jokes. Like, right. Like I know that you're good hearted with your jokes. 
fucking one of the funniest things you do is the little tags at the end of your jokes where like you make fun of what you're saying mm. you when you're like that's a like I, it's a little too rapey like you'll say that after a bit and it's funny because i feel like a lot of people not take that from you but that's like a thing that you do that i feel like a lot of people when their jokes bomb and the scene like mm-hmm. will like do a little like kinback tag at the end of it yeah i think that helps to kind of like ease the uh Ease the tension again. It, was, it probably was just like a nervous thing. Like if something bombed, I pro- I didn't want to just sit there in the silence, so I'd probably say something that makes it a little less, a little less scary, and then that would get a laugh, and then people are like, okay, maybe he's not this terrible monster that he's <laughs> portraying, and then, uh, and then yeah. But I don't know. It's uh, it's weird because yeah, if people want to get uh, upset about things, they'll they'll find things to get upset about, and it makes them feel. Like they're doing something or they're yeah. good people. And like you said, lady goes outside and, and is probably a, a shitty person in uh, in the real world. And it, it's like people that get upset, it's like, all right, you get up on stage and try to fucking yeah. say something. Like, what do you want to yeah, say? Also, yeah, it's... But it is tough being like... Like, I think of things, as a comedian, like... Like, I don't even know how to put myself in her head. Like, where does she, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I have to just brush it off because it will affect me if I think about it too much. Right. If you try to please everybody, like, there's been a bunch of shows. Like, if you bomb at a show and you're just like, damn, I suck. I got to change everything I'm doing. Or you could just be like, yeah, it wasn't my, that's not really the crowd I want to do. Like, I don't know if you've ever done uh, Patriot Place in, uh, yeah, I have. Mm hmm. I've bombed there every single time. <laughs> Everyone bombs there. And then it's like you get upset, but it's like, is that really the crowd you want to cater towards? Like, it would yeah. be nice to do well, and obviously, you got to uh, you got to keep improving. But that can't like you can't change everything just so you can. Yeah. Unless that's what you want to do. If you want to be like a, a an older suburban yeah. comic and shit, then then start doing jokes like that. But if you want to. Uh, do something else. That's why I feel like the the mics that I've done in in New York, like people are uh, uh, less less offended by uh, by things, especially um, like in the city and stuff. I, I don't, I haven't had a problem really with people uh, people getting offended. Granted, it's it's been like probably three people at a show, but still, <laughs> they've been pretty cool. Three people. Have you been able to do comedy since? There was a um, there was a room that was open around here. It was on uh, East Seventh Street. It was the uh, I forget what it was called Cellar Seventy Seven or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have been there yet, but yeah, that was uh, that was open. You could get up like four or five times a day there. Oh, that's fucking it would start cool. Started like two, and it would go to like eight. Oh, and you just get you just keep getting up. I miss getting reps of sets in. Yeah, New York is uh, is great for that. You know, it's a lot different. Like Boston will have like one mic at a place and then that's that's mm-hmm. it. Whereas here, I mean, granted, you're still talking to a lot of the same people and it's not that. Uh, but you're doing that in Boston, too. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it's better than, than nothing. And you just get used to the, the silence. Like, I think my first set here, I bombed like worse than I've ever bombed. And then after that, I was like, oh, it's it's whatever. It's just like everything. Yeah. You just get you just get comfortable with it. And now I. uh now I'm really good at bombing, you know? That's pretty much all I do. <laughs> were you fun. always, like, a joke? A, a, like, were you always making jokes 
of the dark nature like I was my whole life and I got in trouble growing up and like making jokes that people were like, you can't say that. Mm. So like, were you like that or were you on stage? Did that open up? I think it just started when I got on stage. I think I always liked dark stuff, but I was always like scared. Like I was always a, a pussy. So I would have like other people say it and I would, mm. I would laugh at them <laughs> saying it. I would encourage other people to do it, but I would never. Was your family like do it. proper? Yeah, we were pretty. We were pretty, uh, pretty strict Catholic, whatever that means. Yeah, went to church, and so then, that. like, so you, how how old were you when you started stand up? Probably twenty eight, thirty three. Now it's probably twenty twenty eight. Was that your first like creative first love. outlet? Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was the first thing I uh, I did that was uh, was cool. Was it weird, like, being, like, getting up and just, like, opening up, if that's your first, like, just being, like, here's it all? Mm. I felt that way with me, so I, I always wonder with others. Yeah, because you don't really know what to talk about. You don't really have anything that interesting to talk about. So then, uh, yeah, you just kind of start making making shit up, and, um, yeah, then it's... Uh, it's a lot of bombing early on and um just trying to figure out like exactly what I was what I liked. But yeah, I think like opening up and, and shit like that. I mean people are better at it than I like there's a lot of people that you know more about them from mm-hmm. from what they do on stage, whereas I don't uh I don't know, I'd like to get better at that, but I don't feel like I uh I'm there yet. Yeah. That's I guess that that was like my problem is when I first started hitting mics in Boston, I would go and I'd do like really personal sets and then I'd be like, everyone knows everything about me. Everyone hates me. And then I wouldn't go for a long time because then like I would get scared. But no one remembers anyone's set kind of like no one remembers who you are. Like it's true. Like I don't remember. This is why I really like your stand-up, is I remember a lot of your jokes. Like, I can name a lot of your jokes, mm-hmm. like, off the bat. But, uh, but like, I would get nervous that, like, I knew that there weren't people... Like, I knew my family wasn't in the audience, and I know that there was no way that they would hear the jokes. But, like, saying crazy shit for the first time into a microphone, there's, like, a thing in your brain that's, like there's a chance that someone could hear this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's almost the hardest thing to get over, at least for me at first, is like being like, someone might not like that. You know what I mean? Right, at right. least as a ple- trying to be a person who pleases a lot. Oh, definitely, man. Like I was, I did like incest jokes for the first like year, year and a half I was in. I don't know why, but that would like get a laugh from people. And I don't know. I thought it was outrageous. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm above that now, but it was like. Uh, <laughs> did they ask? Did your family ask to come to your shows in the in the beginning? Uh, or are they like, well, yeah, kind of. They were interested in. It. They're like, oh, let us see. And I'm like, no, it's it's so bad. And then, um, but yeah, I think the same way. I was nervous for them to them to uh, see about. It. I talk about like killing people and like <laughs> wanting people to be dead. And I'm like, I hope they they would see this and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Yeah. Monster, but it's like Well, that's like my set's kind of about like drugs, not hard drugs, but like drugs, sex, and rap music. And it's like it's a character I'm playing, but I don't mm. think like you know you're playing a character kind of of yourself, 
but I, you are worried that people think that's the only image of you because they don't realize it's a character when you're on stage. For sure. Like, they don't realize you're writing a script. Right. And you're also just trying to be funny. A lot Exa- so exactly. So it's not like, oh, I didn't think about I didn't think this through. I didn't think, like, what people's feelings were going to be on this. I just thought... And everyone has oh, different senses of, of humor. And when you're when you're doing, like, open mics, like, you're, ju- you're just trying to make open micers laugh. So you got to do something that's a little... A little <laughs> Crazy, strange. yeah. You can't just go up and be... I used to go to dive bars and take off my shirt, like machine style. Really? Yeah, just to get attention. There you go. Hey, you gotta fail. You gotta fail big. You know, (laughs) and you are doing that. That was actually my nickname in those bars. The fail big. The big fail. I think that could definitely work for you. (laughs) That's why. Make some (laughs) t-shirts. Extra, extra small for you. Hey, that's offensive. <laughs> that, that's where you cross where the, line. the line. Yeah, if anybody says anything that offends me, I'm one of those people that shouts out at a comedy show. <laughs> Do you like co- comedians that are like you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I like all like one-liner, one-liner guys. Do you like, like Todd Barry? Uh, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like Todd Barry. I was gonna say I don't know much of his stuff, but I, I um. Yeah, I think he's really, he's really good. I saw him at uh, the cellar recently in, uh, in like uh, so the the cellar was doing shows upstairs, mm-hmm. and it was in like a little glass box, so it was horrible. There was like ten people there, but I got to see him, and he kind of bombed. Like he had really good jokes, but it was kind of bombing. It yeah. was kind of good to see, like because nobody knew who the hell he was. Mm. I saw Attell, same. Same thing. I saw him at the stand, and it was outdoors, and people were like running by and stuff. And he he got up and was kind of bombing, and it was just good to see. It's like okay, you learn. Yeah, people b- kind of bomb too. I mean, there's still really good jokes, and anywhere else they would kill, but it was just funny to see them uh, kind of bomb. Are you like, a okay. fan of comedy? Yeah, I think so. I think more so uh, now. Like I, I really appreciate it. Once, the, once like we weren't able to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get back in the swing of things and you're doing it every night and open mics, and yeah, shit like that. But like, what made you start in the beginning? Like, did you grow up listening to a lot of it? No, I just, uh, I don't know. I think I, I listened to like Jezelnik maybe or uh, like Stephen Wright, one liner guys like that, mm-hmm. and it, it uh, made it seem more attainable. Because like when I, when I listen to like a somebody else who does stories and stuff like that, it just seems like, oh, that's impossible. Like, I could never do an hour of comedy that way, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when you listen to, when you break it down to, like, one single joke, it's like, oh, then it's just fucking 500 of those. That's so it's, fu- e- it's so easy. My brain works <laughs> the exact opposite way of you. Really? Because I'm like, how the fuck can I fill up my time with just a bunch of, like, set up punchline, set up punchline? Yeah. Like, all I have is, like, weird shit that happened to me that I don't think happened to a lot of other people that I think I can like kind of work into a story but yeah, I like yeah. I just I'm not good at writing jokes. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're you not a great jokes. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> but you you're not like a storyteller in real life either, are you? No, definitely not. But uh I'd like to be. I mean, I, I wish I was, but uh, it's not by, not by choice, you know. It's like being a, I'm, I'm like a minimalist too, but it's not. I don't choose to be a minimalist. I just, 
don't have a lot of stuff. Are you anxious? So like, do you have like anxiety? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe a little bit. Not a ton. Like, no. does trying more make you like, ooh, freak out? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like, if I had to tell a story on stage, I would probably be like, oh, I'm gonna run out of fucking stuff to say up there, and then and then I would get nervous. Yeah. Are you an adventurous eater? Oh yeah, I'll eat. Pretty much anything. <laughs> don't, don't look me up and down when you say that. <laughs> you licked your lips and looked up and down. I, know, I, did. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> I don't like ketchup either, actually. Really? Yeah. But I'm uh, the reason I'm asking is because like I will try. I'm willing to try new things. Like mm. other than uh, like if it, like I would never go skydiving. I don't want to do that shit. But yeah, like I'm willing to, to say like like I don't know. Just like talk too much. Do you have any siblings? Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm an only child. I just want attention. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Are you the youngest? Mid, uh, second. I'm, I got a younger sister, me, older brother, older sister. Mm. So, there's, uh, so you're just, there's you're, a lot of us. you're quiet. Are any of your siblings like you just quiet, docile? Uh, quiet and docile. That's how I. That's how I describe you. Really sleepy. <laughs> it's like you're the Eeyore of New <laughs> the New York comedy scene. Uh, yeah, they're. Pro- I mean, they're. I think everybody's kind of. Uh, no, maybe not. They're. They're a little more outgoing, maybe than I. Which is weird that. I do. Co- I choose to do comedy. Did I'm were they like? Oh my god, you do comedy when you did it. Yeah, definitely. They were like, oh, you probably suck. And I'm like, yeah, my grandma <laughs> met my ex once and was like, I can't believe he does comedy. Like, he was never funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny when you hear, like, so many people go through the same same thing. You know, you think, like, your story is unique. It's like, oh, I was scared, and then I did it, and mm-hmm. it was so, so not my personality to do it. And then you talk to everybody. It's like, yeah, same fucking thing. It's not really that. Well, that's crazy. why it's kind of just, like, put time and effort in like you, you can't it, really yeah. give like comedy ad- or like not that i'm aw- i will not give comedy advice i'll ask you for that because you've been in it long but with like podcasting it's stuff like people are like how do you get bet like how do you get be-? it's like Just put as it. many hours in as you can like it's honestly you can if you can outwork and out like love it more than anyone else then you'll beat it Right. That's like the point of it. Right. That's the thing. You got to find something that you kind of enjoy, and that is a uh, is a challenge to you. And if you do that, I think it's a lot easier. Like I can't imagine trying to get good at fucking something I I hated. You know. Did you try to do that like before comedy start? You said start twenty eight's not like late. That's I feel like average start. I think so. Yeah, I feel like most people start around like twenty six to twenty eight. Yeah, when you get some life experience and you. It's. I guess it's just the courage. Some people, I mean, have the courage at like twenty, and that's really. Well, impressive. shout out Sam Rossi, who fucking is seventeen and gets booked at like studio beforehand. Like he's a he's. Oh my, my headphones look stupid as shit, Ugh. and they've looked stupid as shit this whole time. I just, I'm so nervous. I just don't even want to look up at the screen. Yeah, freak you out. Well, exactly. now you can blame it on your headphones for why you look stupid. <laughs> like normally, I look way better than this, but you know how headphones. You know how headphones. <laughs> You fucking look like Caillou grown up, motherfucker. Don't be talking shit. I don't know if I know who that is. 
Can you pull up a picture of Caillou? No, it's the children's show about the kid who's bald. Why is he a bald kid? I don't know. Does he have cancer? I don't know. Jesus. (laughs) I see. I'm. I like to. I like to rile up the crowd a little bit, but I'm not like a. I don't like to like shit talk the crowd. And some comedians are really good at that, like getting the crowd. It's a C. It's a C. C A I, yeah, the Canadian television series. Who the fuck knows this? It's I. I was a. Ch- I'm sorry. I'm not forty like you. It's the <laughs> third one down. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm twenty three. Look, guy. that's you. That does kind of look. That like is you. you. <laughs> Why don't you say like Doug Funny? <laughs> I don't know who Doug know Funny is. Ninety seven. <laughs> that's the year I was born. You were born in ninety seven. I was born in ninety seven. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I think I just so said were. Sam Rossi's. No, no, I did say. Shout out him because he started 16, and I get like. Yeah. And you must have started at what? 21? 20? Well, the first time I ever did stand up, people on this podcast have heard this all the time. But I was 18, and I used a fake ID to get into the comedy store. Wow. And I got picked on Kill Tony. That's sick. That's when you knew. But then I kind of, that like, oh, I like, that blew my load a little too much for comedy. Like, that was was like an overdose of an experience. So then, like, I didn't start seriously until I was a senior in college. Still. Yeah. So I'm like two and a half years in of doing it, like, seriously. That's crazy that you had that as your first experience because um, you'll probably never get back to that. <laughs> you should have quit. Hey, you're never going to get on that stage. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I'm sorry for repeating this, but the third time I ever went on stage, I went back out to L.A. when I was 19 and I got picked again and I got to go on the on Kill Tony in the main room of get the, the comedy of store. Here. So that was the third time I ever performed stand-up. Wow. That was the God's... Just trying to make up for lost time for you. Huh? Like, <laughs> Just a shitty childhood. Like, sorry we've been <laughs> fucking you over this long. Here's two chances to do something. No, but honestly, that's kind of like, that's when I why I knew comedy was the thing I was going to dive head first into. Even though it took me a little bit to go back, it was kind of like, every a lot of shit had been shitty up at, a lot of shit had been shitty up until that point. We have a great vocabulary yeah, on the say. fucked up podcast. You guys should do a book podcast. <laughs> an audio mine, book? Mine will be a book. Wait, what's a book podcast? Cause that it's does... like a book club almost. Oh, okay. That's what my podcast. That's what Bulger wants to do. Our podcast is we discuss a book. <laughs> When's the last? What's the last book you read? Uh, we actually read the book. I read uh, Animal Farm. We're gonna we're, we're gonna read old classics and then talk about it, but. I read the book like a month ago, so I've already forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, just the idea, just you explaining your podcast is a snoozer. <laughs> is Plus, a, I think that might be an avenue if we just—it's a sleepy time podcast. That is a good sleepy. You can, I told you before, you're gonna get a lot of old women fucking. I'd be fine with that. But I don't care what. I don't care who listens. But back to my shitty shit is that when comedy, when I got picked twice, I was like. This is kind of like the path that's picked for me. Like, yeah. of course, I have to pick this. Mm. Why, like, that's why I, I always am curious. Like, what made you start at twenty eight? Like, what made you be like that? Because now you're living in New York, trying to be a stand up. Now look at me, living the dream. <laughs> you're, you're now you're on my podcast. Way. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> this is the highlight. 
We're gonna have some wild New Year's the, New Year's Eve, aren't we? <laughs> this is yeah. We're I recording. I shit on your your New Year's Eve, but it's probably gonna be more exciting than my New Year's Eve. What are you gonna be doing? I don't know. I think just we might go reading like Crystalia's tweet about you over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> 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 oh, it was a, a great year. What a hero. What an idol. I hope he comes back after after this. I liked him. What you want a spot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his podcast was amazing. I loved his podcast. Yeah. I get so nervous about like just like talking by myself. Like for an hour every week to just like talk by yourself. Yeah, you really gotta dig into your uh your your personality then and he creates like a whole vernacular like he's very brilliant i he invited me backstage to one of his shows when i was 17 is this a bit or is it i swear (laughs) to god i'm not this is a true story is he did and and so i always have like i always love like i that and he was so nice to me Mm. when i met that like i always uh, no, he didn't fuck me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but look um, at you. <laughs> I wore See the I options wore, he has. I wore lingerie and everything. <laughs> um, I We're, was very voluptuous. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, but I but it is tough. What watching people like that like get like canceled? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially for things that are different than like. What so what real cancelable offenses can be? Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a because uh, uh, yeah, that sucks. So you're mm-hmm. skirting around this question about why you started comedy, and I oh, want to yeah, know I why. That's what you asked. <laughs> See, if I was high, we'd have no chance at all. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm the one remembering. I know I, it's bad. as high as I can just... be. I'm pretty good at keeping this at least a little bit. That's why yeah, you're Ani's steering the mind. ship, dude. Um, Art. Why I stop? Why I? <laughs> why I kept it? I think like one, <laughs> once you do it, kind of like how you did. It's just like oh, nothing really compares to to this. You know, it's like oh, I could. But what go made out. you like be like? I'm gonna do it. First time. Yeah. Um. That was my impression of you. I'm gonna do it. Don't <laughs> tempt me. I'll fucking do it, guys. You don't want to see me do stand up. It's gonna be fucking game changing. <laughs> Um, Did you like see a flyer? Like, were you like? I think I was just really scared to do it, and I was like, oh, I should just fucking do it, you know. And then, and then I did the class, and I was really scared in the class. And then the end, the end, they have you do a show, and I did okay at the show because everybody does okay because mm-hmm. they just like everybody is so friendly and they laugh. Yeah. And uh, then I was like, oh, I can, I can do this. And then I did an open mic, and it went horribly. <laughs> So then I I waited six months and did another class. <laughs> I was such a pussy. Like you I, don't I'm seem like a class comedian. That. It was just more being scared. I needed somebody to like hold my hand and tell me mm. like it was gonna be okay to get on stage. Who taught your class, Rick and Kathy? Uh, it was a bunch <laughs> of different people. That uh, was a joke because Kinback's comedy does not seem like a Rick Jenkins and <laughs> Kathy Ferris type. Kathy of. Ferris taught one of the classes. I really? Taught. Yeah. yeah. She was like a fill-in. She was like a fill-in. I actually love Kathy Ferris. I did one of her shows and I was nervous that she wouldn't like my comedy because it's sexual and uh, dark. And she was very nice to me. Yeah, she's sweet. Great But woman. she's a good joke joke writer. So that was probably a uh, a good thing to, to figure out like the uh, structure of joke and shit. But then it was just, uh, yeah. Then once I mean, once you do that, 
you get that good uh good endorphin rush and you're like oh i need do you remember your first joke Mm, that's a great great question i think i said uh i've always loved making uh jokes about having a fat girlfriend for some reason i don't know why but it's always been fun i think i said uh whenever i go to a restaurant and uh order a salad it always comes out and it gives uh it gives my girlfriend the salad and gives me the what she ordered she usually gets like a cheeseburger or something i'm like do i look like a fat fuck to you that Cheeseburgers for my girlfriend. <laughs> Which I don't even know if that's a joke. I want the record to show <laughs> that at the beginning of this podcast, you were like, yeah, my jokes are about fat women. <laughs> and that is the first joke you wrote. Yeah. My right. first was joke a... was actually a one-liner, though. <laughs> but that's... You were on the right track. I should have threw it all away. It, no, I trust me. This is... I mean, it probably would be your best one-liner, but <laughs> I can't do it. No, it's, I don't. I didn't. I don't like going outside in the fall because I always feel like the trees are trying to fuck me. It's like put some leaves on or something. Oh, that's a good one. It's I like just. That. It's just stupid. Yeah, every joke is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as opposed to all your other jokes, which are not, which are not. <laughs> I I just I don't think I could keep the consistency up. Of just like a bunch like of silly, those jokes, silly yeah. shit like that. Because that's not yeah. who I am. I'm a pretty like you are. It's funny. Like now, now talking to you, uh-huh. like in this conversation, we've definitely talked before, but long yeah. form. You are co- like, even though you're not personal on stage, mm-hmm. this is your persona on stage, right? Like that is you. Maybe not the content of what you're saying, but that is definitely like you up on stage. Yeah, same thought thought process. Exact same, same uh, like style, like yeah, sharp, like quick, like you sit in the pocket though, and it's like there's the breaks and pauses. Sexy. <laughs> I've been hard as a rock this whole time, <laughs> but I do feel like I don't know, like that's how I hope to like. I feel like this is how I talk is how I am on stage. Mm. It's weird seeing people who aren't. You know what I mean? Like if you got up on stage and was like, "That's <laughs> the wacky." Yeah, that's the thing. Or yeah, I'm trying to be more Sebast, more Sebastiany. Like your grand, like I did deadpan at one point. I would mm-hmm. sit down and do deadpan, and I remember one person coming up to me and be like, "Don't ever do that again." And yeah, I was like, "It was too weird." Th- yeah, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, sometimes it's like too real. It's like too uh, cuz if you're doing deadpan it's kind of got to be weird and like creepy, you know? <laughs> if it's too if it's too real. Yeah. People are like, oh, "I can't tell if he's uh if he's joking or not." And yeah, I've definitely seen that go uh go south pretty fast if uh if it gets too awkward up there, you know? Yeah. But do you get like you said some of your jokes get a lot of views like are you fine like in the corporate world you know and are you done with the corporate world like I'm definitely done worrying about it I mean I'll I'll maybe work there if I if I get a job there or something but he's definitely going to work there <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've I've gone in and out of it like a few times we're like oh I'm done with this I'll never go back to it because mm-hmm. it's torture when you're in it but then it's like yeah sometimes you need you need money yeah money so um, but yeah, I would do, I would think more places nowadays have to be pretty chilled out about that, 
you know, because I mean, there's a there's a good amount of comics that still work in the corporate world. And yeah, I mean, you can pull it off. But you can just scream, "I'm following my dreams, Dad!" at your boss, and it'll be okay. Exactly. He doesn't have to be your dad, but they'll understand that you're hurt <laughs> and that you're doing this for you. Yeah, they get it, <laughs> and it's like who ca- who cares? You know, it's I guess if somebody if it was like super offensive and stuff, but. I mean, it's none of your why. shit is like, right. I mean, like some people might think so, but like you're, I don't know. You, you were one of my favorite comedians. I mean, now that you're Back just a, a TikTok comic, I don't, I don't really count you as, yeah, now I'm a pop, <laughs> pop comic. <too>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and Tilson. <laughs> no, well, I'm just kidding. I love you, Tilson. Has he, has he been on this yet? No, he hasn't. But he's wow. been he's been asking to be on. Uh, I'm teasing him. He's I'm, a little podcast whore. Huh? I'm, I, I'm I like to edge I like to edge my guests before I get them yeah, on. Make them work for it. Exactly. Tell him to get some credits first. Like, what is, <laughs> yeah. What you have, have to have a credit of above seven hundred to be on Bucked Up. Yeah, something. Bring something to the table, you know. What's your credit score? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's I not good. <laughs> I don't either. I can't imagine it's great. A girl asked me for my credit score the other day. Really? Yeah. Um, like a, an app? <laughs> yeah, I, I was getting scammed. <laughs> I, she asked for my social security. She asked for my mom's maiden name. She asked. I gave it to all of her because that African princess yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, she was hot. I miss comedy because now I just feel like I'm just doing comedy on my podcast (laughs) and I need to stop. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Working out some some bits. This is like an open mic, you know? But see, throw it out there. Dan Bulger, great comedian, can talk about books on stage and be very funny. Mm. I don't like, I don't really want to hear you talk about fucking. Um, little women. Yeah, great gads. I mean, you do do a lot of bits about <laughs> little women. Let me choose a different book because <laughs> most of your bits are about little women, <laughs> aka girls. <laughs> no, just I didn't small, even just petite women. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's all I talk about. Of, um, of age, petite women. Oh, um, the, oh. This is is a great way to end, actually, because we're gonna go have some fun. I do love (laughs) the aesthetic in here, man. This is uh, this is an awesome setup. Love everything you guys have have done with it. Do you do every podcast from here, Buck? You do them from? No, I live. I still live with my mom out in Worcester, Massachusetts. So I do. I do them there, but I'm here. Uh, so I like to get as many podcasts in. I'm probably gonna hopefully end up in New York soon. And with that, um, thank you for listening. You can like and sub. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, you can like and subscribe to the Bucked Up Podcast. You can follow me at Sam C Buck or at Bucked Up Podcast. Um, you can. Do you want to give your plugs, Chris Kinback, the yeah. great comedian? Just Chris Kinback on uh, on everything, pretty much. DM him also titty pictures. Five. Listen to a podcast about him talking about books. I did a gay. I posted a gay joke on TikTok the other day that got a bunch of likes, and then I got a bunch of uh, dudes that DM'd me on uh, Instagram. So really? Yeah. So I think I might. That might be a route I'm gonna have to take. Well, you're gonna be the gay comedian. I'm gonna have to at least be uh, curious, you know. At least throw <laughs> float that out there. To keep, <laughs> the keep the bi curious comedian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hey, maybe Chris maybe Kenya. I am. Maybe I just haven't met the right the right guy yet, but. Well, the way that you Whatever put your arm around me at the end of that podcast, I think you did. This could be the cover photo of the uh, 
thing. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, when you go- have you ever Googled your name? No. When I Google my name, you're mm-hmm. like the fourth one who shows up, actually. On your name? No, Chris Kim. <laughs> no, I Googled your name. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see if you had any arrests. Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but I did Google my name once, and the uh, Sam Buck that shows up before me is the next big gay country star's That's name awesome. is Sam Buck. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, so um, I kind of want to get him on the podcast. Yeah. This like, gay hey, country. <laughs> I mean, both I, the same. I have the gay, the bi curious <laughs> comedian, and the gay country star. <laughs> this is this yeah, it's is, a very uh, LGBT friendly. This is podcast. the askew of, of podcast. Yeah. Ani Ani Moosh, the wonderful producer. Do you want to plug anything? Sure. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ani underscore Moosh. Uh, check out my website too at animushmedia.com. Awesome guys, thanks for listening and. Um, Yeah, definitely check out Chris's comedy when shit comes back. Bye.